0: Hello, this is Jess, Jess talking.
1: And this is Adam, Adam talking.
0: I can see okay. your mouth moving on here.
1: I can it's see your strange. mouth moving on here too.
0: <laughs> what is Does it move happens- I laugh too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no, this it is does high not.
1: Quality. This is high quality content right this here. Is-
0: This is a weird thing. I have no clue what the purpose of this is.
1: Uh, It's just another way people are, you know, doing online streaming and such now.
0: I feel like we've created so many different social media outlets to the point that it is, they all can do, be under one umbrella. Like, one social media platform can do all of this, right? can it i think they can it? can it none of them do it but they can like all you need is a platform that literally has a video audio posting and sharing right. of and then you if you have video audio and posting and sharing of like articles and stuff you hit everything that social media does like
1: right the videos honestly, are ticked. Well, Facebook could do that. Honestly.
0: Yeah, but Facebook, Facebook... doesn't do vid- video well. That's the problem with mm. Facebook. They could, but they don't do their video well. Like YouTube does video much better. It saves. You need something that can save the amount of video that YouTube can save. And Facebook does not put that much money into saving all that video, I don't think.
1: Right. Right.
0: So I feel uh, like you just need one one platform that can do it all. And maybe you do break it up. Maybe you have like long form video and short form video. So you have like your TikTok and your Vine. I miss Vine. I'm just gonna be honest. I like Vine. Six seconds isn't a long time. It makes you have to be super creative.
1: I can barely say hey fuck you in six seconds, honestly.
0: <laughs> but I think that have like a long form <laughs> that's like one minute and above and a short form which is less than a minute. And then a long form posting, which is like your Reddit and your Facebook. And then the short form posting, which is like your Twitter. Uh, and oh, a picture section, which would be your Instagram. And you just have like tabs on the bottom. And there's your social media. You've created a new social media that does everything. And then what you, you do is. You...
1: Yeah. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, yeah, so do you think that this is, like, healthy for people to, be, to take part in? Like, all this shit, this Facebook and Instagram and, like...
0: Just social media in general? Yeah. I think it... The problem with social media is it can be both the healthiest and the most unhealthy thing in the world. And the reason why I say that is, like, it's obviously got a lot of unhealthy parts, because it, it creates extremism, uh, it uh, promotes unhealthy uh, obsessions with things, and, like, just constantly scrolling, constantly trying to feed that feel-goodness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of words. It's really late at night. But just that it feeds that endorphins and stuff. And you just try to get your endorphins through that. You're just like, oh, I got to constantly, ooh, I got to like, ooh, I got to create a status or a post that people will like and people will share. I've got to perform the audience. Mm. Even though I'm just even though it's not an audience. This is just my friends and families. Why am I trying to perform for them? I'm not making money off this. This is not like having a YouTube career where you literally make money off of how many likes and dislikes you get. Uh, This is just regular folk who are doing this, you know? Uh, They're like, I've got to perform. And it's like, why? That's the negative. The positive is you can create, you can find communities that are very Positive and that are your own communities, like uh, nerd communities you can find online much easier, or people who are, you know, uh, minority groups uh, in all across the board of, can find groups of people that are like them when they live in areas or work in areas where you cannot find those people as easily that are like you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it does have positive, I think. But I think for the most part, it's negative.
1: Uh. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, wait, my computer is doing something. Oh. Do you think your computer is
0: doing something? Yeah, I, I think your computer <laughs> is doing something.
1: My computer is, is telling me that you are muted, but I'm meeting you on Zoom so that I can talk to oh, you yeah. on, this, on this weird new thing over here.
0: Stereo.
1: I'm not sure. Anyway,
0: I mean, if it weren't right. for social media, how on earth would we be able to keep in touch when we live across the world from each other?
1: You know, they—I mean—they made these things called telephones a long time ago that usually involved a rotary device that would—you could dial people's numbers from. Look before social. All right, so like.
0: Okay, so let let me get back to that though, real quick about telephones. Oh wait, were you about to say something?
1: No, go ahead, continue.
0: Telephones are expensive. We forget like it, how much they would cost before social media. The only reason telephones are cheap now is because nobody uses them as much, I think. And so they're like, please come back. But
1: everyone's, <laughs> it everyone, everyone I will say, I've met people through social media that I would have never gotten a chance to meet otherwise. Yeah.
0: There, yeah. We have our careers in social media. We don't, but I'm going to say that.
1: <laughs> our people our do have in careers in social media. Career.
0: Yeah. Our well, in pencil right, so careers social media.
1: I like doing the in pencil thing because I like to be able to go back and look at how I thought or felt about a certain thing at a certain time. Like I go back and listen to our old podcast episodes from a year ago. So you drop your
0: pieces of my uh, chair just falling. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I hope it's nothing important. If I, we are on zoom as we're on this. So if I just fall out of frame on zoom, then you know, whatever fell off my chair was important. (laughs) it <laughs> <laughs> just suddenly a, then that was a problem uh but as you were saying yeah uh, as you were saying i don't even know what you're saying before my chair do you think, set do, you think apart.
1: do you think all this stuff has made the world more open minded or more closed minded
0: ah uh, it's hard to say i think by, by, i don't think it
1: by enabling people to live in their own little um, echo chambers online, does that make people more closed minded in that way? But then again, by exposing people to people who aren't who you'd never be exposed of or exposed to in, to begin with, does it make people more open minded? I don't
0: know. I think it depends on where you are. Like there are three groups. There's the closed minded, the open minded, and the in between. And I think for the open-minded, they've gotten even more open-minded. And for the closed-minded, they've gotten even more closed-minded. And the in-between probably hasn't changed that much. I think it's probably been a net neutral mm. for most people. Here's the thing. If you are a straight white guy, I don't I think
1: – I happen to like, be. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think social media is benefiting you. No. Unless you're just straight into the QAnon conspiracy theories. And even then I think it's benefiting you because have you seen talk to people in QAnon? It's not a happy life. I just do not think that can be a happy life when you're just stuck in conspiracy theories so much that it consumes you and you have to see all the little bitty things that make it all fit. It's like it's interesting to look up like stuff about aliens. But if you're like trying to piece it all together, like there's messages everywhere in the world, and I'm going to find them all, and you just go all in on it, is that a happy life? I don't think so.:
1: So would a, happy, would a happier life be just do not question anything except the stories or except, except the things the way they're presented to you initially? Like is that?
0: I think for the most part, yes. If you want to be happy, it has nothing to do with knowing truth. Truth does not equal happiness.
1: Freedom does not equal happiness. Ignorance is bliss.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, truth and freedom—this idea that we promote a lot—does not make you a happier person. And trying to find things, because you got to remember, like half the like people who go into conspiracy theory work and they want to see conspiracy theories. A good chunk of them are just a waste of time trying to prove the earth is flat. Well, guess what? It's not. And you're just wasting your time and you're going to get mad at people who are saying the earth is not flat, not flat. And you're arguing with people over something you're actually wrong about.
1: We, we talked about that. The thing about thinking.
0: aliens. Yeah. yeah. And it, with aliens, I'm not saying like it's wrong. I'm just saying like the odds of you ever being able to prove anything Is slim. You can't actually have that tangible touch evidence where you're going to go face to face with an alien, most likely. And that, in the end, it's like, is that a happy life looking for that, or is it happier just to work your nine to five job and watch sports?
1: Is that Uh, happiness? And I
0: think it's. I mean, I think it's. I think overall, it. I think that's why a lot of people do it. It's happier because. Happiness is a warm blanket, Charlie Brown.
1: (laughs) I think there's plenty of people who belong in both groups. They work their nine to five jobs uh, during the day and they have their families and everything else. But then they also uh, buy into either legitimate or foolish conspiracies and and participate in things like January 6th riots and such that... um, Otherwise, it would be considered normal, everyday people, right? Yeah. But they're driven by other forces.
0: Yeah, it's, it's those forces a lot of times are social media-based forces. I mean, yeah. the forces are using social media, I should say.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's amazing when you take certain forces off social media how much the uh, discourse changes. At least for a short period of time.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. We've experimented with that recently, it seems. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
0: so, I think, overall, a net neutral. Truthfully, I think uh, social media probably is a net neutral. Like, for those who really need it to find groups, they mm. found them. And those who didn't need to found, find groups, they found them, too. Mm. Uh, if you're personal if your family is not if you if before you got on social media your family was against who you and we're saying like you're not hurting other people of course uh and you were able to find that group that helped give you comfort about who you are that's a good thing but if before social media your family was all into you and then that group basically got you to push away your family then it's not a good thing Hmm. And when I say family, I mean your core group of people that you actually hang out in real life, right? And we've seen it. We've I've seen it. I know people who, uh, back to Q and on, who uh, won't talk. The who, like kids who won't talk to their parents anymore because their parents are so caught up in that, and yeah. they're like, I can't be a part of them anymore because they're just mean. And that's where it's like. That's not positive. And you can say there are other things where you can get so into acti- being an activist that it's just everything is bad unless it's about this one thing. Right. And you just, that's all you are. And if all you are is one, t- is one thing, then you are nothing in a lot of ways. So yeah. it, it goes many ways. Like you can, you can go positively in any direction and negatively in any direction. Like I'm not trying to say liberals good, conservative bad. I'm trying to say I'm basically saying extremism is bad.
1: Right on, any, on any end of the spectrum.
0: Yeah, extremism yeah. is what gets you into being like I'm right and everyone else is wrong, no matter what. And that's a bad perspective to have. Community.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Social media sometimes pushes you that way. Because eventually you're going to get in a group of people, you're like, yeah, we're all on the same page, and somebody's going to say something that's going to split the group into two. And then your new group is on the same page, and the worst offenders are that other group that you used to be in the same group with.
1: Well, that's why you have so many factions of every different sort of stripe of anything. We I think we talked about before, like, different religious factions that have splintered off because of yeah. small religious identification, like, all small differences in yeah. identity and, and biblical interpretations of different things. Same. I
0: went to, I had, a, I had a friend, and I went to, I think it was a Church of God, Pentecostal Church of God, and then there was a, another version of that called the Church of God of Prophecy, I, I believe, So when I was a little kid, I went to a Church of God, Pentecostal Church of God. And I had a friend who went to a Church of God of Prophecy, I think, for a time uh, as well. And I knew nothing about the Church of God of Prophecy. I knew about the Church of God. And she told me that the Church of God of Prophecy and the Church of God were the same church at one time, but they split because the Church of God of Prophecy said you couldn't wear wedding rings. And that's how the church split into two other churches.
1: What do you mean couldn't wear wedding rings? Just couldn't they wear were, them They were, like,
0: against wearing wedding rings and the Church of God was for wearing wedding rings.
1: For married people?
0: Yeah. Because of some verse it's... in, like, First Timothy, I can't remember exactly where. But yeah, that's how it split. So it was <laughs> these two churches, identical in everything, except yeah. for whether you can wear wedding rings if you want to get honest, the Churches of Christ, which is in the South, a quote-unquote big, big church, and I say big church, they aren't big at all. They think they are. Uh, Mm. As as some of my friends have said, every member of the Church of Christ knows every member of the Church of Christ.
1: (laughs) And
0: And it's like, how do you know each other? It's like, we all know each other. It's like, i don't get it they're like i grew up I, I mean after i left church of god i went to southern baptist and there are like 40 million southern baptists in the u.s yeah i don't know every southern baptist
1: but right well yeah but so i grew up in the church of christ too if, if you remember as I used, well not grew up I, I participated as a what teenager of library, <laughs> as a that was my, my rebellious phase was of going to church. <laughs> it's like, I will skip school at least three times a week, but I will go to church every Sunday and Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Praise Jesus.
1: Yep. Uh, Jesus called but, me to it.
0: <laughs> it is weird, the things. But, uh, uh, but like church of, if you ever go to Church of Christ and you figure out what their theology is, yeah their theology is identical to the Southern Baptist theology minus two things, right And that's m- musical instruments, which yeah. comes from the fact that they lost the Civil War. Uh,
1: they pulled out of some version Exodus to justify it, but yeah,
0: yeah, it, it's like places in the South where they couldn't afford instruments, so suddenly it became theology. Uh, right. But the other one is baptism as a necessity for salvation. Right. Now, you get confused. You would not believe this, but for those of you who didn't know, dear listener, <laughs> baptism <laughs> in the Baptist church is not necessary except for membership. Right. It is not, there's nothing special about it. There is something special about it, but there's nothing like, it's not super important.
1: Right, it's, it's not a make preferred. or break for your entrance into heaven. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's preferred. If you want to be a member in, a, in. Oh, I think, Southern Baptist, at least most Southern Baptist churches, you have to be baptized because it's just like next level. It's like Christian 2.0. Christian 1.0 is salvation. Christian 2.0 is baptism.
1: Right. It's, it's the next, and, it's the yeah. elevation. Yeah.
0: So the view on baptism... Though this baptism is exactly the same, it's submersion, and the view on musical instruments, and they're the exact same theologies outside of that. Pretty much, there's probably here and there, but every Church of Christ and every Baptist church is kind of independent of each other, so they don't always line up, even within their own group. But yeah, so it's the same two churches, the only difference is, very minor I used to say mm. that churches of Christ stole Baptist theology and then said they were going to hell.
1: That I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate. You know, I went to oddly enough, I didn't realize there were different versions of churches of Christ either uh, because this, so I, when we, where we grew up, I went to the church of Christ there, You, as you recall. And then yeah. uh, when I left and went, and got to Virginia, I went to a Church of Christ in Virginia that had a uh, full band, youth group, uh, musical instruments playing modern Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman worship songs and David Crowder band songs.
0: Why is it, why is it always Chris Tomlin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, they had like a full-on, like the full-on youth group band. The same thing that I, uh, I'm like, so how is this Church of Christ again? So then I realized that they were like, different versions of church of christ so they've gone i think that they still hold on the baptism thing but they went they backtracked on the musical instruments thing because they realized that kids are more likely to show up if there's fun things to do
0: well it gets back into like the restoration movement which is where the churches of christ come from uh and the disciples of christ so in 1906 these two churches were splitting so hard that david lipscomb who is the uh uh, namesake of Lipscomb University in Nashville, which is one of the bigger churches of Christ, along with Abilene Christian and Pepperdine, and a few yeah. others. I think uh, he said he basically straight up stated um, these are two different churches: the Disciples of Christ and the Churches of Christ. These are two different denominations. Now, people in the Churches of Christ would say we're not a denomination; we're we're the church, but they're a denomination. And then people have said, like, since 1906, that split happened. And then there's some independent churches of Christ, which are in their own category, that are part of the Restoration Movement. They said there is a split again. And I've commonly heard about it uh, as the conservative churches of Christ and the liberal churches of Christ. And the liberal churches of Christ go on a scale of what liberal is. Right. You'll hear like no musical instruments to musical instruments in certain worship settings. You'll have the traditional set, the traditional service, and the liber- and the more contemporary service, and then some. They're just full on. And the Disciples of Christ use musical instruments. I think I've never actually been to a Disciples of Christ church service, even though we both have religious degrees. I don't think either of us have been to one, have we?
1: No, I've been to many different types of worship and uh religious services. I've been to uh Islamic uh prayer, I've been to uh Catholic um Mass and Ash Wednesday services and many other things. But I've never been to yeah. I've never been to Lutheran or disciples of Christ or Methodist or any of those other I I've feel like they're Protestant, so whatever, it's all the same.
0: Yeah, they're all Protestant. I've never been to Lutheran, I've been to Methodist, I've been to a Greek Orthodox church. Uh, but I've never How's been that? to Disciples of Christ. It's, it's Catholic-esque,
1: Catholic as you light. expect. Same thing Not with the light, Episcopalians, I get.
0: Oh yeah, I've been to several Episcopalian churches. I forgot about that. They're yeah. Catholic-like. Kind of like Lutheran, I think, it's supposed to be Catholic light as too. Because Lutheran and Episcopalian literally just kind of broke right off the Catholic Church and never really meant to break off. Right. Luther wasn't trying to create a new church. And right. the Episcopalian was basically Henry VIII needing the Catholic Church to agree with him. Yeah. And so he created his own Catholic Church.
1: Um, basically was, yeah with most of the same rituals and yeah. dogma and just less less corrupt, less overt corruption i guess
0: yeah uh, hopefully <laughs> oh, well. well we may find out someday uh
1: <laughs> i watched a, a cool video about um oh what was it it was the that i think it's eight popes the eight worst or like most evil popes that have uh what was it? Like popes that would like hold orgies and like have their predecessors killed and like all kinds of evil here it is. The eight most evil popes in history. So you have yeah. Pope Sergius the third. Uh, who orchestrated the murder of his predecessor Leo V from prison and had a child with a mistress that would grow up to be Pope John uh, IX. He also participated as a co-judge in the Cadaver Synod. I don't remember what these things are, which we're going to do shortly. A posthumous trial of the late Pope Formosus that easily uh, that is easily the most insane moment in the history of the papacy. Uh, he came from a family of Roman nobility and exercised this power to strengthen the Roman noble class. So, one of these guys, I don't remember which one, I think it might be this guy. One of them, like, uh, hated, his, hated his predecessor. Yeah, I think it may have this guy. He hated his predecessor so much that he, after the, after his predecessor was buried, he had him his body dug up and his body stood trial for his crimes. And basically, it was like him yelling at the body for. A few hours, I think, uh, <laughs> and then later later had his by like um like chopped up into bits and pieces and like I don't know what else happened to it, but yeah, it, it's some pretty fucked up stuff. Yep. wasn't
0: <laughs> I mean, when you got a church that's had popes from at least the four hundreds or five hundreds, so 1500-1600 years, and uh, you don't have a lot of messed up situations especially the time where there were like three popes at one time uh, and things like that like the catholic church history has
1: been uh wild yeah history. there was like one there was like one session or one time w- or where like two different factions of of uh like the uh, clergy the catholic clergy had both assigned popes and they were like at war with one another or something I'm a, yeah. I'm good I am not remember. i am never read history.
0: They both had their own popes, and I believe that they just decided a group of people decided we'll just create a third pope.
1: And so there are three popes. Is that what happened?
0: Yeah. And then the two popes that were fighting, I think they got depoped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the third pope what? took them, I don't really remember. This is stuff I studied like 15 years ago. So some of the stuff I'm like, I don't remember how this goes. Uh,
1: what happened with Pope Fran- what How did Pope Francis relieve? What was it the guy before him? Pope Benedict or something?
0: Uh, he retired.
1: Did, he just retired? I thought he'd done something. Yeah.
0: No, he just retired. He was, He was not supposed to be there. I don't think he wanted to be Pope. I can't hear you. I lost you. Am I still talking? So, I don't even know if it's still recording, so I guess I'll just talk uh, to... Okay,
1: sorry about that. I had a phone call. (laughs) Oh,
0: that explains it. I was like, uh, I'm just talking here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, My food is here. I ordered some some bite squad, so that's what happens.
0: Uh, Well, Thank you. All right, thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay, thank I'm you.
1: still in my underwear. Thank you. I'm literally in my underwear, but they're like shorts, so I've seen people walking around um, Honolulu with much less on than I'm wearing, so I could care less, honestly. See <laughs> <But> the- <laughs> things you things you can't edit out whenever you're live. <laughs> it's
0: true. Uh, I do need to be headed out of here. We do need to be wrapping up soon, but. All right. That was, that uh, was and cool I see that you are about to eat. And so uh that was that was interesting. Uh maybe we'll do this again in the future. I don't know.
1: Maybe. i will just sit there. That's fun. Uh, I and, think I need to figure out have... a way to catalog these in a way that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess you could also just like take this particular little topic and turn it into an actual podcast.
1: This we've just been rambling for the past twenty minutes, that's all we've been doing. <laughs>
0: as we that's did. any different from any other podcast we've ever done
1: fair enough fair enough all right cool all right in this here.
0: yes
1: so all right I
0: thanks think... for listening yes we enjoy either
1: like i don't think we close out the same way we do a podcast you just like you hang up and then they just fuck off and go do something else i guess so yeah well
0: thanks for listening for